Welcome back, everyone. I'm Jessica Lindman, and today I have Shyla Anderson with me. Hi. Today we are going to talk about addiction. Now, I'm going to just start off right off the back and say when we say addiction, we're basically meaning any area where the enemy has control of you and has made you a slave to. Anything that you run to instead of Jesus is addiction. So with that said, addiction is a very broad term. So when I say the word addiction to you, what does that what does that mean? Well, I think the thing that people think of first when they hear addiction is like the basic drugs and alcohol, but addiction can be many things, pornography, gambling, sex, and food. Yeah, food. So (laughs) I hear you. So when, when when I hear food, I think, well, how can you be necessarily addicted to food? Now, I know Mm -hmm. that you can be, but a lot of people out there may be a little confused since food is something that you need to survive. How can food be an addiction? It, it needs, it's a right. necessity of life. So true. So when you say food, what exactly do you mean? And I know we're really going to be delving into yes. that today, which is why Which we're is here. why I am here. Yes. So no, food is not only on the list for addiction, but it is one of the things that people can be the most addicted to, mostly because it's undiagnosed. That's not something people think of when they think of addiction. And as you said, food is something that you need in order to survive. So right. People that may be addicted to alcohol and drugs, the program may be just cut it out completely. You can't just cut out food completely. You still need food in order to survive. So that's why food addiction is a tricky little thing here because people may be eating it in excess, maybe binging on it. It, You may be going to food for comfort and people may have that addiction, but you can't just say don't eat food anymore. So so then how would you know that you have a food addiction? Like Mm -hmm. what... I, I guess let's bring it back to your personal life. Yeah. What made you think that you had an addiction to food? Right. No, I definitely, um, food is not only addiction for other people, but that was something I personally have dealt with, not only as a food addiction, but sugar addiction in particular. Yeah. And um, to pinpoint it, there was one time I was listening to a podcast by Susan Pierce Thompson, who mm-hmm. is um, the head of a program called Brightline Eating. Yes. And she is a brain neurologist and mm-hmm. she was studying the effects of brain on addiction. And she used to be a drug addict and she found that not only are cocaine and heroin addicting, but food and sugar in particular, yeah, sugar, sugar and flour yeah. have the same impact of on the brain as cocaine and heroin and cause that addiction process similar. So when I was listening to this and she asked some like pinpointing questions just to say, hey, is this a problem for you? So now, was there like a checklist? Or- there was. Okay. She had questions. And I knew for me personally, I always struggled with food. I always had body image issues where I was always dieting. And um, for me, if I have a cookie, I can't just have a cookie. I need to have 12 cookies. And then I'm going to think about it. When can I have my next cookie? When can I have this? And I was constantly thinking about the next time I could have sugar. I was con- I'm constantly thinking about my weight, constantly. So that was one of her questions was, how do you control food? Is it something that you're thinking about constantly? How are your cravings? If you have a craving, can you just leave it be or do you have to satisfy it? So these are the things that help to cause, and it was a score out of 10. I scored at a 10 out of 10 because oh, I am an overachiever. Wow, so overachiever. <laughs> yes, I was diagnosed as a sugar addict. So for you, yes, the addiction was to sugar, but can you be addicted to other 
parts of food or is sugar primarily where people find themselves because of the chemical component of yes, sugar? Yes, that is definitely, it's sugar and flour are definitely okay. things that people are the most prone to addiction. So pizza, pasta, like the junk exactly, food. Exactly, the That's junk why foods. we crave like the junk food. Right. Um, but also the sugar, the sweet. Yes. Quick fill substances. Yes. Okay. So that's what was scientifically proven, but people can be addicted to any kind of food. I know people that love chips because of the salt. So it's anything you're having in excess. And I like to think of addiction as anything you're running to when you could be going to God. Like, are you going to this for comfort? Are you, why are Mm. you going to this? Like, what is this reasoning? It's not just to fill your nutritional values. You're going to something. And it's fast. It's fast. It's an easy, it's quick easy, fix. easy, almost like a quick like fix. Like a drug. drug. Yes. Yes, or a drink. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, so there's a void. There's, there's, there's something. Void. There is something then missing mm-hmm. where you're looking to fill with some kind of substance right. that has a temporary release. Definitely. A temporary feeling, but then it quickly fades away, right? And oh, then definitely. You need more. Def- and then you need more. That's, that's addiction. Okay. So you're a 10 out of 10. Yeah. <laughs> you're the overachiever of food addiction. Woo, go me. <laughs> you're the poster child. <laughs> so, okay, that's a little scary, right? So yeah. you, you kind of look at it and you're like, oh, dear Jesus, like mm-hmm. this is not good. Something has, has a stronghold in yes. my life. So like, what do you do to get set free? Like how, I mean, how do you, mm-hmm. how do you like walk away from a, this kind of pattern? Or I mean, how do you get set free from any addiction? It's exactly. really something I kind of want to delve into right now because yes. so many people feel like if you have addiction in your mm-hmm. life, that that's your life, that it's, you can't help yourself, that right. that's it. And and I, I understand that feeling of, of definitely feeling helpless, that this is just the way it's going to be. And there's a cycle that I can't yes. get out of. So how would you suggest, like, mm-hmm. what did you do? Okay. To get set free. I like how you said it's a stronghold because it's definitely something that's holding on to you. It's a stronghold. Right. And I would love to say that there's like some magic button and something you just do and all of a sudden, bam, oh, okay, I'm cured. No, that's not the case. I think with any addiction, it's not just going to be a quick fix. So number one, I say surrender to God. Mm. Like it has to be a daily surrender. No matter what addiction you have, you have to every day wake up and say, God, I surrender this day to you. I surrender this addiction to you, this thing that has a hold on me. I give it to you every day. Yeah. And I want to just interrupt you for a second because we are touching a little bit on strongholds here. Mm -hmm. And so I think some people say, well, I don't have any addiction. I don't have any, Mm -hmm. anything that I can't live without. Right. But a stronghold doesn't necessarily mean that it's like the textbook addiction. I just want to say anything that has a stronghold in your life that prevents you. So it could be fear. It could be depression. Mm -hmm. It could be just all sorts of emotional insecurity and things like that, that occupy our thoughts. Those can be strongholds too. And so they all require a daily surrender. Definitely. Definitely. As long with, along with all the other addictions that are out there, something, if you're running to something instead of running to God, like this is what you need to break. So number one, surrender. Number two, I like to say to find someone that you can be accountable to, someone Mm. that can pray for you, someone that you can trust to say, listen, I'm having this struggle and I want to know that I can turn to you and say, help me and you'll pray for me. Yeah. Um, Next, find out what your triggers are. Like a lot of times with addictions, it may be 
something like you know why you're running to that. Like if you can journal your thoughts, like if you find yourself going to that thing, why am I going to it? Am I going to it because I'm bored? Am I going into it because I So am, look for the pattern. Yeah, look for the pattern. Am I depressed? Am I feeling down? Am I happy? Like, what are the reasons I'm yeah, going to this thing? Good. If you can figure out what your triggers are. I think the triggers is probably the most important thing. And if yeah. there's a trigger, then try and avoid the triggers. Exactly. Or, go ahead. Or, what I, like, if you know what the triggers are, have a plan in place. Okay. So if you know that, hey, I'm, I'm going through a stressful time right now. Work is really stressful for me. I'm typically going to run to the sugar cabinet. Mm. Um no, I'm going to have a plan in place. I'm going to stop. I'm going to count to 10. I'm going to pray. And I'm going to do what my plan says, which is put on Christian music. Maybe it's go for a walk. Maybe it's call a friend. Just have a plan in place. I love that. Listen to or write, go to my go-to scriptures. Mm. There are certain things I need to have a plan so I know that if this is happening and I feel it happening, what am I going to do? Have a plan in place. Awesome. Awesome. I love all that. That's so practical, but yet so so spiritual too. Mm -hmm. I know as somebody who used to struggle with fear mm -hmm. that when those negative thoughts came in, it is an addiction. You kind of go down the slippery slope yep. where you are just following one negative thought after another. And so I always equated it to television, which I know is funny. Yeah. So, you know, today's day and age, but even back when I would really teach on this more, the television would quickly turn from PG to oh, not yeah. appropriate. <laughs> so I would always say, have a channel that you could quickly turn to, especially yep. when the kids were little, that they didn't get anything in, in their eyes. So I would always go to QVC. This is a plug for QVC. <laughs> um, because I knew, I mean, it was, it was, it was maybe, it was boring, but it was a safe, safe place. place. So in the same way, mm -hmm. there's always a safe place to go to right. when you feel overcome because battling any kind of addiction, mm -hmm. it's not instantaneous, as you know. No, it is a battle and it doesn't go away. But then it, all of a sudden it becomes like routine. Yep. So your default setting has mm -hmm. been reset. Amen. It's gone back to something that honors God rather than right. fills a void. Exactly. It's, and it, yes, it takes work. But when it's our habits, when we put into practice good habits, habits that are honoring God, habits that draw us back yeah. in, that's when they become our default. And yeah. before you know it, those those strongholds get broken yeah. down. Yeah. And I like to, by building a habit, sometimes I'll start building a habit by doing a fast. Mm. Like if there is cold, tur like cold, cold turkey. turkey, if there is something that I may find that I'm running to, yeah. um, I'm going to fast it. Because yeah. a lot of times if I do something for God, it's not just for me. Mm. And I feel like I'm going to do it a little bit better. For so sure. If, There's an accountability factor exactly. when you fast. Because if you're going to diet, as we'd like to call yes. it, then you could cheat. But if you're honoring God, Fasting. you're not going to cheat God. Well, exactly. Ho hopefully you're not going to cheat God. <laughs> yeah. And there's this great book by Wendy Speak. It's called The Sugar Day yes. or 40 Day Sugar Fast. Yes. And I found that to be excellent because it's not just for sugar addicts like myself, but every day there was a devotional that helped. What do you replace this mm -hmm. addiction with? So it gave you nice tips and tricks and um, it brings the word of God into it. Great scriptures mm -hmm. that just help yes. you get through it. Um, so I, I do agree with fasting can help addiction by right. cutting cold turkey. Social media is yes. a huge one. And I know mm -hmm. when I see that my social media activity starts to, you know, and I'm on for work. So yeah. when I see that it's a little excessive, I all of a sudden delete it from my phone yep. and just refuse to go on. And I have and to do it for the work it. Mm -hmm. because it breaks its hold because you don't right. want anything to have a hold over you exactly. except Jesus. Amen. And I found with social media, it's a boredom. If I'm sitting in the doctor's office, guess what? 
I'll just scroll through That's my phone. That's your trigger. Boom, boom, boom. Boredom. Yep. But what I realize is if I put the phone in or leave it in my pocket mm-hmm. and I actually pick my head up and look around the room, I see that there are all these people who really can use an encouraging mm-hmm. word or just a conversation or yeah. anything. And it just like brings the world back. So, you know, anything that's literally controlling you needs to go. Exactly. So, so as far as scriptures, yeah. what were some of your like go-to scriptures that you felt were like very um, helpful? Like, cause I, I mean, for me, when mm-hmm. I can get a hold of a scripture it, mm-hmm. and I keep reciting it over and over again, Definitely. it gets a hold of my heart and my brain so that right. it, it reprograms both. So what were your go-to yeah, scriptures? I'm going to have to peek on my list because, you know, you, what I like to do is to write them out, to yeah. put them on the mirror, to put them on stickies, put them in the car. But I just, there's certain ones that always jump out at me, like 2 Corinthians 12, 9 through 11. And that basically says that my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect Mm. in your weakness. So when I'm feeling weak, I know that God has grace, that his power is sufficient. Or 1 Corinthians 6, 19, do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit? I have to invite the Holy Spirit to live in my body. I know for food addiction in particular, not just for any addiction, but- this body is a temple for the Holy Spirit. I need this body to glorify God. Like I don't need to be feeding it this junk. I don't need to be binging. I don't need to be putting all this bad stuff in this if I want to glorify God. Right. And and with that, I just want to add something. Mm-hmm. This is not for vanity. No. This is not no. at all about being a size so-and-so and looking good in your jeans. This is about health. Yeah. This is about creating a temple that's strong to do the yes. call that God has placed on your life. This is about honoring God with your body, not right. looking not, for a, cer- look a certain image. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And another one I really like is 1 Corinthians 10, 13 to 14, where God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. So I try to tell myself, remind myself that God's not going to let me go there. I I can stop this. He gives you a way out. There is a way out. I have to know the plan and follow it. And just if I have these scriptures in front of me, I can just remind myself, this is what God's saying about me. I don't need to be, fall into this addiction. Mm. What other scriptures? Any others? I know you had a few uh, that you really wanted to yeah, highlight. Yeah, those were the good ones. I like putting on the full armor of God too. That's always good because this is a spiritual battle. Yes. This is not flesh and blood. This is spiritual. And you can feel like if you're in the middle of a binge and you just realize you just ate everything in the kitchen, you're like, what happened? Like that's yeah. spiritual. So let me ask you this though. You're doing all the right steps, right? Mm-hmm. You've identified what your triggers are. Yeah. You have um, wrote out all the scriptures that will apply to that particular addiction. You have them on your visor, <laughs> in your car, they're on your mirror, they're on your oven, they're on the refrigerator. Yeah. They are everywhere. But what if you still feel like you're sinking? Like what happens yeah. then? And, and you mentioned having an accountability partner too, yes. which I think is also really helpful because right. I think that often helps us yes. and moves us. So. Holds us accountable. We're all human. Yeah. And I think that we need to remember that we need to give ourselves grace mm. because um, I call myself a recovering sugar addict because I'm not mm-hmm. there yet. I um, have had binges. I've like, I went off the rails and it's been hard to get back on where I had a year and a half where I didn't have sugar and it was. Now, do you have sugar at all? I do now, but I shouldn't. Okay. Okay. That's I know, I, I know personally wondered. because I had the devil whispering in my ear, just have a little just try this. It's going to be fine. And then I find myself in the same cycle where it's like, I'm thinking about it constantly. When can I get my next fix? When can I have it again? I know personally, I can't have it at all. Okay. Okay. 
I mean, okay. that that might not be the case for everybody, but for me, I know I can't. I felt my best physically, mentally. I you was sleeping clarity. good. I yes. Yes, so much better. I need to get back on. But I also need to give myself grace and say, you know what? I screwed up. I need to remember to daily surrender to God every day mm. and to say, God, this is what's best for me. I need you to help me. For sure. So, but it's also... I had to dive a little deeper and say, you know what? Addiction runs in my family. Okay. Yeah. Um, it may not be food. There, I know my grandfather was an alcoholic. I yeah, there was gambling it. addictions, mm. so that could be a generational stronghold. Yes. So that's like to dive a little deeper. We may need to break that generational stronghold for sure. And honestly, we can do a whole nother podcast <laughs> could, right? on just generational strongholds and the components yeah. of them. I mean, we often say, oh, they're just like their father. They're just, yeah. and yes, some of it is in fact learned behavior. Right. However, there is a piece of it that we see clearly um, identified yeah. in the Bible. We see it a lot in the Old Testament, especially when we look at like Abraham, Isaac. Yeah. I mean, we see it in that line quite clearly, yeah. the, the lying sin, the infertility, just all these different things that yep. are passed down from generation to generation right. that we need to take authority over because mm -hmm. the enemy would have us to believe that that is just our fate. That's just how yeah. we are. But the Lord promises that there's freedom. Amen. There's Amen. Who, who the Lord sets free is free indeed, right? And we have to claim those promises and apply them to their life. So I, we are wrapping up here, but I do feel like we should just take a moment mm -hmm. and pray Amen. for generational strongholds yes. for anybody Any out there who may be feeling like they have addiction in their life, mm -hmm. that they can't get up a like around it, that they have some generational yeah. patterns that are um, definitely concerning to them. Maybe they have habits in their life that they've made excuses for, but yeah. now they're seeing them prevalent in their children. Ooh. And that's a red flag for a lot of people because it's okay. But when you see the bondage that you're now passing down from generation to generation, mm -hmm. whether it's learned, whether it's some right. um, physiological, mm -hmm. whatever that may be, we have authority in the name of Jesus. So if you would, I just want to pray for Definitely. a minute. Please. So Heavenly Father, we just lift up our viewers right now, oh God. Anyone who is listening, I ask you right now, oh Lord, to just bring to light any area in their life where there is a stronghold or an addiction, whether it be generational in nature, whether it be learned behavior, but any area in their life right now where the enemy has gained a foothold, where the enemy has held them captive, we just break it off in the name of Jesus and release them into the provision and the goodness of Jesus Christ. We know that there is freedom in Christ Jesus, and we receive that free gift right now. I pray, O oh Lord, for your grace for the individuals who are struggling, O oh Lord, that they would feel covered and just protected as they navigate through this. But I also pray for supernatural strength, O oh Lord, that they would be able to overcome the power of the devil by the name and power of the Most High. Give them Holy Spirit power to break free in Jesus' holy name. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Well, this was great. I loved sitting down with you. I feel like this is an area where maybe the church doesn't always delve into because mm -hmm. it's it's tricky because yeah. food is a necessity. But again, addiction is any area in your life where the enemy yep. has really gained a hold. Right. So anything else you might want to add before we kind of bring it home today? No, I think that was I, everything on my heart you, we shared. So great. I'm, I'm grateful for this opportunity. Well, I'm so glad you were here. So everybody, thank you so much for joining us today. If you loved what you heard, like and subscribe for more content. And otherwise, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.